welcome to this special podcast from Freestyle Media. Uh, after information for this year's Masters National Championships has been released uh, and joining me to talk through it uh, is Jonathan Saunders of the City of Sheffield Swimming Club uh, and more importantly in this context, the Masters Working Group. Uh, so thanks for jumping on the podcast, Jonathan. Hi, Joe. Good evening. And uh, before we get going, happy anniversary for your podcast. You've done a great job. It's been a great year and love listening to it. Oh no! Thank you very much. Yeah, no, it's been a it's been a very fun year indeed, and you know, hopefully, many more to come. Um, yeah. So, listen, we're we're recording this on Sunday night. Um, you gracefully put the uh, the information out a couple of days ago from your hospital bed. So, first of all, you know, yeah. how are you? I mean, you, you're looking fit and well to me, but how are you feeling? Feel all right. I feel a bit battered and bruised, but uh, yeah, I'm back in my house eating my own food, so that's got to be good. Um, yeah. But yeah, apologies. I I put it out there on Friday lunchtime just to get the information out. Um, and then when all the questions came in, I was feeling a bit rosy and just thought, you know, I need a couple of days to get my head together. And um, so here we are to hopefully answer some of the questions that people have posted. No, for sure. Well, well it's good of you. To, good of you to come on, on on a Sunday evening, especially when you're not feeling at your best. Um, also no worth mentioning uh, that today was the uh, the National Open Water Championships, mm. and I believe there was a medical emergency. Um, so, you know, on on behalf of of everybody at Freestyle Media, and of course the Masters Working Group, I'm sure Jonathan, uh, you know, we obviously wish. Um, the person involved in their family, you know, all, all the best they are. We believe in hospitals, so so fingers crossed. Um, absolutely. I think they're in, in hospital getting treatment, so, yeah, we definitely wish them all the best. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Well, look, let's talk about the Masters Nationals Championships then. Uh, coming up in October, of course, Ponds Forge, uh, as it always is. Um, the main point of focus, really, for this is always the schedule, uh, and, of course, this year, qualifying times. Um, so let's, let's start with the schedule. Um the first thing that, that I sort of noticed that I thought was was brilliant, actually, is that the 800 is now on a Saturday night instead of kind of the last thing on Sunday. That obviously gives us the chance to, to kind of watch our teammates do the 800 instead of leaving them to it on Sunday. So uh, was that kind of a conscious decision on, on your part? Absolutely. Absolutely, uh, Joe. We, we always get the feedback from previous year's events. And in fact, um, for the really keen people, they will have noticed that we had a committee meeting um Earlier in the year, I'm trying to think, 1st of December last year, where we discussed feedback from October's competition last year. And one of the themes that we had uh, among a whole load of things was the distance events and how the distance swimmers often feel that they're pushed to the start and the end of the competition. Um, my understanding is that originally that was because they felt or it was felt that the distance swimmers needed longer to recover between the 1500 and the 800. Um, but, you know, we've taken those comments on board. Um, when we put the schedule together, um, they were at the start and the finish. And we said we wanted to move them around and put them to the Saturday evening. So, um, A, that their, you know, their teammates will be there to cheer them on and that they don't have to stay until the Sunday afternoon as well. So uh, hopefully the long distance swimmers appreciate that move. Yeah, I'm sure they will. And I think as well, um, those guys that, that say, for example, are doing the 1500 and the 800, they can sort of go out on a Saturday night for a dinner with their their teammates, you know, pot potentially yeah. having been done for the weekend, or at least having done their sort of their main two events, and they can kind Absolutely. of go out and celebrate that feeling with everybody. Yeah, I think I think it's a good move, you know, and let, let's bring it forward. I appreciate that they still need a recovery time from a 1500. I, I watched the world... Um, World Championships 1500 today, and I felt exhausted just watching it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, let, let's see how we can mix it up in, in future years. And, of course, all of the other sessions, we always look at um, the mix of races as well. 
So we try and avoid the 50 fly hitting yeah. the 100 freestyle, which is something that happened initially last year and we changed that around again. So we always move the races from one year to another to change the mix up, but we try and avoid the big clashes. And I know that we won't, we won't please everybody because somebody will always have a clash, but we try and take out the most obvious ones. Yeah, of course. Well, I was going to ask you about that. So, so you know, there are a number of you, of course, on the Masters Working Group. I'm sure there's other volunteers involved yeah. as well. Um, you know, not only are you on the Working Group, you're also a swimmer. So, of course, you can yeah. put yourself in your own shoes. You don't have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes when you think about the sort of things that you would like to swim. Um, how how do you guys collectively come to a decision about where everything's going to be placed? We, we have to do it as a committee. I mean, we we do it as a as a bigger group, but for, for this time round. Um, We've used really for Jerome, who's the chairman of the Masters Working Group, myself as the vice chair, Bob Bolton, Christine Goodair, um, the other committee members, Karen Blois, Lisa Yates and Stuart Horton have been involved. But we've also had Bernie Buck, who is the chief recorder, Tony Ward, who's the event director, and Alan Rousen, who does famous for the Rousen formula. So, you know, there's a mix of people. Um, and just that mix of events is suggested and then we look at it in a kind of common sense. A lot of these guys have done um, championships before in terms of organise them. Um, for me as a swimmer, I'll look at them and see if there's any obvious clashes as well. Yeah. But you have to take off your own personal races. You know, I know the ones that I like to race, but you have to look at the clashes. I have to put my, myself in the heads of my other teammates and know what races they like. Yeah, I guess a lot of it as well is, is just looking for obvious themes. Like you say, if, if you're going to sprint yes. a 50 fly, the chances are you're going to sprint a, sprint a 53 as well. Those two kind of go Absolutely. hand in hand. Um, yeah. So I, I suppose it's the obvious themes as well, isn't it? But, but let's talk about qualifying times now, because of course it's it's the first time we've brought qualifying times in, uh, in terms of a phase one and a phase two, should I say. Um, so this also happened at the British uh, champs earlier this yep. year, um, which I know is a, a totally different committee, but um was it a decision uh, made based on trying to get um, a better spread of swimmers? Like, like, how did you guys come to that decision? Yeah, we, we um, I, I mean, we're really fortunate Master Swimming is becoming so popular. Um, you know, the British Champs this year sold out. The October Championships last year sold out. Um, one of the things that we wanted to do is the National Championships are one of the highlights of the year. And we want to make sure that the fastest swimmers it's always a trade-off between having the fastest swimmers being able to compete, but having inclusivity where we want all master swimmers to be able to compete as well. And that's really the reason that the British champs have a two-phase entry system, and that's the reason we want a two-phase entry system. Um, so how we've set it this year is that the phase one entry times are roughly set at 50% of the results from last year. So if there were 20 people in a certain age group for the 50 freestyle, the top 10 or the, the cutoff time for phase one would be at around about the 10th or 11th person. So effectively the top half of the finishers from last year should be able to enter as phase one. Now I know that probably won't be exactly true for all of those times, but that's what we're looking at. And then the phase two time, um, we've looked at the 2022 consideration times in the British Championships, adjusted them for short course, and, and that's what we've gone for. Yeah, I, I like I like the point you made around um, the best swimmers 
kind of having yeah. the chance to, to, to enter into phase one, but obviously the trade-off of, of inclusivity as well, because that's, of course, very, very important. But I have to say the Nationals is the one, the one and only competition that I tend to do each year where I sit there and I think, obviously, you know, as it is for all of us, you know, you go there and the important thing for you is, is your races. But for me, I yeah. love, I love watching fast swimmers. You know, that's what I'm there Absolutely. for. I'm there to yeah. watch people get records and all the rest of it. So I want to see top swimmers there. I want to see as many people there as possible. And I want to see people getting their own PBs, no matter what kind of level they're at. But I want to see those those guys and girls going, going crazy times. That's, um, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And we want them there. You know, they've got a chance to enter. I think, to some extent, they've got a right to enter because they are the fastest people in the country in oh. their age group. Um, we don't want them excluded because they happen to be on holiday when entries opened and they were slow with the mouse. Mm. You know, they might be the fastest in the pool, but if they're slowest with the computer and they miss out, I just think that would be a shame. And the other thing we have to remember is that the nationals, the short course nationals at Ponds Forge, I think are more competitive quite often than the British championships when it moves around the country. You know, it's, it's one of the hardest competitions to get a medal in. Um, so it's very popular, but we need to make sure we've got that mix of letting the fastest guys enter, but making sure we've got that inclusivity as well. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that, um, well, we talked about this just before we, we hit record actually yeah. was the results coming out, uh, sorry, the, the information coming out kind of, you know, a good, what, three, four months before the actual event takes place. Yeah. And that's yeah. a very important thing because, of course, what it means is there is chance to kind of maybe take people's feedback or notice, you know, yeah. small typos along the way. And and there has been a couple of a couple of errors that people have spotted, um, which is par for the course. But that's exactly why you guys do these things early, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, we we've I think one of the things has been spotted by a few people, even one of the swimmers in my squad is um, the latest 400 free, 25 to 29 seems to be a typo um you know that, that's something we'll look to correct and send a revision out um but th there's a lot of work goes into these times um alan rouston has also kindly come up with a heat map that's looked at every single one of those phase one qualifying times and compared it to the world record for that age group for that event um and that picks up any anomalies as well so they are tough phase one times you know I won't make any apologies about that. They are difficult, um, but they're there for a reason. And then the phase two times are far more inclusive. So personally speaking, I think they're about right. Mm -hmm. For the, the, my main events, I hit the phase one times. For breaststroke and backstroke, I don't, but then I'd be really surprised if I did. <laughs> I think they're probably set about right. I think one of the other comments to address, Joe, is... Um, I know there's a couple of people are concerned that they they don't meet the phase one times and by the time they come to enter in phase two that the events will be sold out. Yeah. Um that that was a problem specific to the British Championships. Um and I don't think that'll be a problem this year. For one reason is, as as we've already said, the phase one times will only take fifty percent of last year's entries. So by default it, it shouldn't be sold out because you've only got half the field able to enter at phase one. The other reason, British Championship sold out. It's a long course meet. Mm. They've only got the one pool. This is the short course championships, and we've got two pools, which gives us twice the quota, so twice as many entries. So, you know, I, I hope I'm not here in late September 
proven to be wrong. But I think when phase two opens, they won't be sold out before phase two opens. I think people will have plenty of chance to uh, enter once the phase two entry system opens. Yeah, of course. So let's talk about the number of events then. So, I mean, I'm sure it's different for every event. I'm sure there'll be <laughs> lots more slots for a 53 than there will be for the 1500 free. Uh, but yep. you know, r- roughly, what kind of numbers are we talking per event here? Uh, well, I think one of the things to, to stress um, that came up last year, I think, was that I think some of the quotas seem to be different for male and female. Um, I think that was apparent in the relays when we were looking to enter the relays, that the, the numbers are different. They are exactly the same this year. There are just as many places for, for men as there are for women or for women as there are for men, whichever way around you want to look at it. So. Yeah. Um, but it does vary from uh, event to event because some are more popular than others. And um, Bernie Buck has done a great job of um, he has to try and make all of the sessions work. So you have to look at the individual races, how long the races are, how many entries there are going to be, so that each session is about two to three hours long. Yeah. Um, so that said, I've not answered, been a politician and not answered your question, but <laughs> if if we look at an example, the 53, everyone's favourite, um, there are 360 spaces for men and 360 spaces for women. So that's the most popular. But if we went to something like, I'm guessing you're going to ask me the 400 IM or maybe the <laughs> 200 Butterfly. Everybody's least favourite event. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Which, which one of those would you prefer least to swim? Oh, I think I'd rather do a 400 IM than a 200 fly. Well, I think you've got an equal chance because the 400 IM and the 200 fly both have 50 spaces for oh, men yeah. and 50 spaces for women. So we've still got 50 brave souls um, in the men's and the women's that are keen to do those races. I know. I can't, I I can't, I can't believe there are 50 people out there that want to do this. It's uh, That's fantastic. not me. <laughs> So, um, and then it, it changes in between that. So the 50 back, there's 160 spaces. It it, it varies, and Bernie will keep an eye on that as as they come in um, and, and adjust those those quotas. So it depends the speeds that people come in, and he has to look at session times. But that's that's roughly the kind of um, quotas you're looking at. Just looking through the lists, 100 IM, everyone quite likes those. At short course, that's 250 spaces. So... You know that there's lots of opportunities. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's also stricter rules this year around uh, dropping out of events. Um, so in case anybody's kind of missed that or hasn't spotted it yet, do you want to just briefly explain what what that's all about? Yeah, it's. Um, if I went back to the December committee meeting that we had when we reviewed, we get a lot of look at a lot of the feedback. Um, one of the frustrations people had is sitting watching um, races with empty lanes in. Um, and that's potentially making sessions drag out longer because uh, if people withdrew properly, then they could change the lane allocations and reduce the number of heats, and that makes the sessions um, finish a bit quicker. Yeah, and that that was quite a common thread that came through in in the the comments that we received back. So what we've said this time is that um, if you don't withdraw through the proper channels. Um, insufficient time in fact i can read it to you it's it's number 4.5 which i know a couple of people have picked up on facebook um it says a competitor who does not present themselves to compete in an event without complying with the correct withdrawal procedure will 
will be withdrawn from all their remaining events, including relays. Competitors wishing to be reinstated may do so on the payment of administration fee of £10 before the cut-off time for withdrawals for the session which, which they wish to compete. So if you withdraw properly, it's fine. But but I think the problem that they've had in the past is that there may be somebody that, that just hasn't turned up because of a medical issue. But because they've not withdrawn, as the organisers, we're thinking, okay, so if they've not turned up for that race, presumably they're not turning up for any others. And yeah. is that an assumption that's safe to make? Um, you know, all we're saying is, there's a correct way of withdrawing from events. Please do so because it it helps everybody, yeah, including your fellow competitors. Mm, no, for sure. I think uh, I think it's a very sensible move indeed. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think one of the big issues will be, um, you, you know, I I know that people get injured, people get tired, people decide they want to drop out of a a race because they've got an important relay coming up, but it's just making sure that people do that properly. And, you know, I think one of the issues is, A, that you might not be able to swim your next individual race, but if you can't swim your relay because you haven't withdrawn, I, I can see some teething issues with that this October, but I think we're just trying to get this information out up front so that people know that they've got to do it. Yeah, well, well you can you can yeah. only learn, can't you? So it's worth it. It's certainly Absolutely. worth it. And I think, I think it's the right approach, personally. So, um, so no, hope all that. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, last year was the... Um, the first time that, that we kind of ran, um, well, uh, have the para swimmers have their own yeah. uh, you know, categories to swim in, which uh, seemed to go down fantastic. Um, it sounds like the feedback was brilliant from that. Will that be, I assume that will be uh, in place again this year? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that was so seamless and worked so well last year that it, it was, for the Masters Working Group, was hardly a question this year. I think, you know, we, we just overwhelmingly said we want to do it again. Um, we had discussions with Peter Winter, who um, looks after a lot of the para swimmers, and we've agreed that it would be the same events this year as it was last year. Um, so I think there's about five or six events that the para swimmers can take part in. Um, the para swimmers don't have qualifying times. Um, that is in the conditions, but that's probably just worth clarifying. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think we loved having them there. And I know some of the feedback from some of the parents, they they said it was great. Yeah. Really pleased that they're involved. Well, you mentioned the 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 point of inclusivity earlier and, and you know this absolutely kind of speaks to yeah. that. So I think it's a, I think it's a great move. Um something else that I really liked last year was uh, when somebody got a record, whether it's a British record, European record or world record, we heard the klaxon. I was all yeah. over it. Didn't get any of them myself, don't get me wrong, but I loved watching other people get it. I, I'm, I'm hoping that's going to be there again this year. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I think we leave that up to the uh, the commentators. So that's Jenny. Um, and I, I keep forgetting Jenny's colleague. They sit next to us, City of Sheffield, sit next to the commentators and we try and ply them with cake so that we get <laughs> mentioned. Um yeah, that, that, I think that was their initiative. And I think, yeah, I'm all for it. You know, I, I think um, overwhelmingly people were really positive about yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it and, really added an atmosphere, you know. Yeah. And, you know, if people breaking, whether it's a British record, European or world record, you know, we've got to celebrate that, surely. Mm, oh, but that's, what, that's, what, that's what we're there for, isn't it? It's, uh, it's absolutely great moments, um, for sure. Um, there is normally um, a stall outside, you know, merch merch being sold. Yeah. We all love a hoodie, we all love a T-shirt. Uh, will Speedo be there again this year or, or any of the other manufacturers? I hope so. My, my understanding, I think, is that Speedo are currently the suppliers to Swim England. So I'm hoping they'll – I'm sure there will be a shop there. 
um, and I'm hoping there's a proper event merchandise. So yeah, my teammates will all tell you that I love my event merchandise. You can yeah. see I've got my one from Rome on. Yes. Um, so I'm sure there will be. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I need yeah. a I need a new sort of shelf in my wardrobe just to kind of stack all of my swimming kind of uh, hoodies. Over all of your t-shirts. Do, do love a hoodie, I must admit. Um, yeah. Any are there any other changes or, or any kind of new features this year uh, that, that we've not seen before? I'm just I'm looking through my um, looking through my notes. I don't think so. I think the we've said um, number of entries. Yeah, we're still capping at eight. So we've said five in phase one. If you've got five phase one times, you're a, you're a super quick swimmer. Um, you can add a further three to those at phase two, but but however you do that mix, it's a maximum of eight. Is that excluding um, relays? Excluding relays, yeah. Okay. And again, if if you're just swimming relays, you have to still register. Yeah. Um, and I think that we haven't confirmed the cost yet, but I think they'll be very similar to next year. Sorry, similar to last year. Yeah. Um, so it's normally two pounds to register as a relay swimmer. Smash him. Um, so final question then. Um, I know you won't know the exact date yet, but sort of roughly when do you expect entries to open? That'll be phase one. And then how much of a gap will there be, be between phase one and phase two opening? Yeah, phase one, um, normally we're looking for early September. Yeah. Um, so that, that'll be phase one, stays open for a week or two, then it shuts for a week. Um, and then phase two will open probably for a further week or two. Yeah. Um, so it should all be done end of September, early October. Brilliant. So for everybody out there, you know, hopefully you've got your qualifying times. You're looking for times that should be on the database, the British Swimming Day Masters database, um, and they're from the last two years. So they go back to the 1st of October, 2021. Got to make sure I get my dates right there. Yeah. Um, so there's still a possibility to go out and compete in some races. I guess anybody going out to Japan, um, They've got a chance to do some times there, although if they're swimming in the World Championships in Japan, I'm guessing they've already got some pretty good qualifying times. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, no, listen, Jonathan, thank you so much for joining us. Um, again, no trouble. I hope you can rest up now after after yeah. your, your, the weekend that you've had. Uh, and listen, if you haven't listened to uh, the podcast from Freestyle Media yet, do consider uh, subscribing. Uh, we're out every Tuesday uh, without fail. We don't have a break. Maybe a couple of weeks off at Christmas, but that's it. Um, this is a special. Uh, so this is one of the one of the very few that we do just chuck out at some point in the week. Uh, but rest assured, every Tuesday um, you can you can find us on all of the podcast apps. Uh, and also, if you want to see our lovely faces on YouTube as well. Um, thank you, Jonathan, once more for joining us. Uh, and Hope to see you all again soon.